When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who is going to win the Rusty Cobra Award for Hottest Mess at the Golden Globes? You're mm. going to find out in just moments here on the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley Show. You're on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. And uh, get this, we've been handing out awards all day long. We call them the Rusty Cobras. They're the awards for the awards. And last night, of course, the Golden Globes um, happened. And we are already gave out one Rusty Cobra. Holly, remind us who that was for. Oh, the recipient of the Rusty Cobra for Windbag of the Year. And that went to? Jeff Bridges. And now, another Rusty Cobra. It's the Rusty Cobras. Where Colleen and Bradley give out awards for awards. Here's Team Cobra. Hey, guys. Hi, everybody. We're giving out awards for awards. We sure are, because that's what we do here. At the Rusty Cobras. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Wait, where's the teleprompter? Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. our award show just as awkward. Okay, yeah. uh, so far we've given out one award. The next award, you guys, is for the individual who, well, was the hottest mess last night. Let's find out who. The Rusty Cobra. Oh, my favorite sexual position. For hottest mess goes to... The Golden Globe Ceremony! The whole damn thing! <laughs> Yay! Oh! Congratulations, you guys. You sure earned it last night. In a sea of hot messes, you, Golden Globe Awards, stood out among the crowd. I mean, you know, noon to three, we're usually a hot mess, so we know a thing or two about what (laughs) constitutes a hot mess. But certainly last night, and we've talked a little bit about this during the Dirt Alert and uh, the Dirt Alert updates, that... um, the Golden Globes last night was just kind of a womp womp. And, you know, you don't need to take our word for it. Uh, lowest ratings in what? The last four think, years you know, or something yeah, is what Elizabeth said, said. Yeah, I think the lowest ratings in the last four years. And then last year's Golden Globe Awards, I feel like she said, were the lowest rated in the past six, six years. years. Yeah, so we're going down. Is that it surprising, is, though? Uh, I don't think it's surprising. It certainly should be uh, a wake-up call to the people producing these telecasts because mm-hmm. they're only going to get worse. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing that will save an awards uh, show, I think, is when something actually happens live, right? So, right. And usually that's not going to do much to drive uh, viewership. No. It'll certainly get people interested in talking about it, but um, I don't... Short of a complete rehaul or a reimagining of what an award show could be, I don't know how you save... Save, you know, traditional awards shows like this. Well, I think the ratings of the Golden Globes reflects the way that we consume the Golden Globes, which is a computer on the lap, a smartphone in the hand, and maybe an eyeball on the screen of the awards ceremony. And then also thinking about that award shows in and of themselves 
are a form of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And so that form of entertainment made 50, 60, 70 years ago in the kind of the way that we know it now. And even back in the day, you know, when you watch the Academy Awards and other shows, the first Golden Globe Awards was held in the back lot and it was a luncheon. And then people were like, you know what? This is a great marketing tool. We can get some eyeballs on the screen. And when you had three networks and no other place to get entertainment, it was a really glamorous, sophisticated, fun affair. But now, 2019, everything just becomes a GIF. So then how are the award ceremonies going to adjust themselves? Yeah, and um, I think there are some things you could do, um, you know, just right off the top. Like, I, I think you, you, we don't need to have these, you know... Um, the hosts themselves, we talked about Andy Samberg and Sandra. Oh, they're both great people. I wish them all the best, but this was not their best work. And I just feel like they were set up to sort of look stiff yeah. and awkward. Yeah. So I feel like you could change that. I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, so the flow of the actual show, I think you cut it down to something, you know, way more manageable. You maybe release the, I don't know. There are things I think you could do because nobody needs to, like, what's the benefit of getting people's eyes in one place for three hours. That doesn't happen anywhere else in our no, society Lynch these days. No, chocolates, ask, ask them. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that point up, Lindsay, because Bradley, I was going to say, it's advertising sales. Mm-hmm. It is, for commercials. But, but, but if I'm an advertiser, surely, you know, I think I'm getting some bang for my buck, but I think really the only person that got anything last night uh, out of the advertising, other than the fact that we mentioned Lint. <laughs> and which, by the way, just seems like they need to work on their name. Um, and Moe is Fiji water. Now, why did Fiji water sort of get a lot of attention last night? Because of a natural, authentic moment that happened on the red carpet because Fiji water woman became a meme. Brilliant. This woman who was handing out water on the red carpet for Fiji brands was in the background for every single red carpet photo. And I will tell you, Bradley, when I first saw these images, I was like, oh, okay, so she was in one photo, and now she's become a meme. No, she was actually in the background Yeah, she of was, all of these photos, yeah, she, skulking in the background, just like, hello. Yeah, exactly. So, And that didn't even happen during the award show. That was something that happened before on the red carpet, sort of, you know. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to say is it's not just the optics, the aesthetics, the... the um, framework of the telecast itself that renders uh, the Golden Globes the hottest mess. The other point of uh, controversy last night was the awards themselves. Yeah, People were not excited or happy about Mm -mm. who won. And by people, I mean, certainly the people who won were happy. But a lot of people watching were like, wait a minute, this is not (laughs) the award show we were promised. Where are all of Lady Gaga's awards? Yeah, that's right. Well, Glenn Close won. For Best Actress Drama for her work in The Wife. And I think a lot of people shocked by that. And Glenn Close herself, we just listened to her speech in the last segment where she was genuinely, authentically touched by winning that award. Also something that we talked about in the first hour, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, this one shocked even me. And I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Um but still shocked everybody, including the people who accepted the award. Here's a, a thing that a friend tweeted me, um, or he didn't tweet me. He sent me a text message like, it's times like these I have to remind myself that only 88 people voted for the uh, Golden Globes last night. It's only 88 people? 88 yes. people. Yes. Now, for uh, comparison purposes or perspective, over 8,000 people 
vote for Academy Awards. That's right. Well, the Golden Globes is ruled over by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which by all accounts is a fairly secretive organization. I think back in 2015, Volter, the culture website, published members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, but you can't find them on the website. You don't know who these people are. Yeah, if you go and look, they'll tell you the history. They'll, They'll get really excited about the Golden Globes. They'll tell you all sorts of things, but who is actually deciding who wins the awards? Yeah. That's fascinating that you can't find out really who the, which members of the media they are. What's fascinating to me is that this all became a thing in the first place, that you know we've given such attention to the Golden Globes in a way that we never used to, uh, despite the fact that only 88 people, uh, it's usually 90, I guess, 88 was just the exact number for this year. But the fact that you know 90 people have such a... Uh, a force, really, career really a changing. force, career changing, certainly, mm-hmm. but also just sort of conversation changing. Everything we're talking about today was based on the the opinions of eighty eight yahoos, who, for all intents and purposes, might be very wonderful people, but um, you know, still are making decisions that are now driving the narrative for yeah. the next few days. Well, in the history of the Hollywood Foreign Press, so they formed back in the day because they were international journalists who were based in Hollywood and they were complaining about the fact that because they weren't United States journalists, they weren't getting access to celebrities in mm. a way that they wanted to. So they created the Hollywood Foreign Press. And so this is, by its very nature, very celebrity-focused, very much, which is why I think... Ultimately, and very like glitzy and glamorous, which is why we get the award show that we do to today, which is very star focused. I mean, it's like it's why we gave Michael Douglas a Golden Globe for the Kaminsky method last everybody, night. Everybody, uh, oh my God. everybody was like, "What's this Kaminsky method?" I mean, you speak speaking of? of hottest mess, th- that show won the award for best TV comedy. Ridiculous. Yeah. The only thing that made me happy last night was that. Um, uh, Sandra Owen. Olivia, no, oh, Olivia Coleman won oh, yeah. for mm. the favorite. Did the favorite also? No, the favorite did not win. Mm-mm. No, it no, was nominated just for best. It was nominated for best drama, which yeah. was won by Bohemian Rhapsody. Emma Stone was nominated as well, I believe, wasn't she? For there supporting? were three. I know they had three award nominations, mm-hmm. but yeah. regardless, uh, we could go on and on and Woo! tell you about all the things we did or did not like about the Golden Globes. Here's the thing, though. When we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and a variety of other entertainment bits and pieces is going to join us with some of his thoughts. He's actually going to be joining us twice today. When we come back, we're going to talk all things Golden Globes television when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Pretty sure this is the song that Lady Gaga is singing today, waiting for the Academy Awards. <laughs> Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts. And joining us for some post-Golden Globes chitter-chatter is our good friend Paul McGuire-Grimes. Hey, Paul. Hello, thanks for having me today. Absolutely. In fact, this is a twofer. It's a a double feature, the first of which uh, we're going to talk about the TV portion of the Golden Globes. For those who don't know or maybe didn't remember, the Golden Globes cover both television and movies. Tell me from the beginning what your biggest or the biggest surprise last night in terms of television for you as a person very well informed with the world of television. I would say that the biggest surprise for me was probably seeing that the Kaminsky Method, the show that's on Netflix that's starring Michael Douglas, won for Best Comedy Series, and he won for Best Actor in a Television Series, Musical or Comedy. 
Now, what was that all about? How did that happen? Because nobody had this show on their radar, right? Right. I mean, I think that's something that the Golden Globes always does is kind of going for a lot of newer shows that maybe not a lot of people watch. So they're going to mess it. Netflix comedy, not a lot of people have seen. You know, gets their comedies kind of get swept under the rug compared to their dramas. And I think that's why people haven't seen it. But the Golden Globes, and let's not forget, the Golden Globe Committee, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, makes up 90 members. They all live in Southern California, um, and they're international journalists. So it's really just a very small pool of voters. And maybe they all like the same thing, which is, you know, maybe they're that age demographic. It's a Chuck Lorre show. You know, we know him from a lot of the CBS Mom, Big Bang Theory types of shows. You kind of get an idea of what that the show's mentality is like with an older demographic, with starring Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. But this kind of goes with the tradition, like you said, Paul, of the Golden Globes honoring new shows, shows that are kind of obscure. But the Kominsky method seems like it's almost a little too mainstream for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association because sometimes in the past couple of years they've picked really obscure shows. Yeah, and they also, I think, really love when like film actors then go into TV like we're seeing with Michael Douglas. No, that's right, because he did win Best Actor. Well, moving on from uh, the world of... Were there any other surprises in the TV comedy category for you, Paul? Well, I mean, yeah, so there is a stacked category. Best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. You had Laura Dern for The Tale. You had Regina King for Seven Seconds. You you had all these great, just phenomenal actors. And I was like, this could go, any of them are deserving of this. And then we saw Patricia Arquette won for Escape at Dannemora, which is this Showtime limited series that Ben Stiller directed. And she's getting fantastic praise for it. But I didn't see that coming. I don't think that enough people are really talking about it yet. And because the show is still so new that I think it hasn't quite had, you know, not a lot of people have seen it yet. Right. Yeah. And uh, fantastic. Regina King, you know, she did okay, though. I mean, she went and went on for Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for If Bill Street Could Talk. Yeah, so um, she, had a good, she had a good night regardless last night. Um, I, I honestly just think, um, I'm not sure why. I feel like TV is such a unique and singular thing now that, I don't know, I, 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 I wish they maybe didn't have the TV awards as part of this, uh, as part of this particular, you know, um, celebration. I wish it had its own. I wish TV had its own, you know, awards. You mean like the Emmys? Uh, yeah, but like on a scale of the Golden Globes, like treat it mm. in a way that maybe we don't even treat the Emmys. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> well, do you think because the Golden Globes are so predictable in the way that they hand out awards, specifically in the world of television, Paul, do you think that it's even relevant for them to hand out Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, for TV? I think it is because I think it gets people. One thing that always reminds me is that All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So many shows out there that I'm not watching or that I want to see that this just then cements that like, yes, I need to go and watch Killing Eve or I need to put Bodyguard on my list because they are winners, because they are supposed to be, because they are supposed to be really good, and it's trying to, the vast types of television shows out there, whether it's streaming or network or cable, and that it's just so hard to kind of get caught up on watching all of these shows. Yeah, although I will say this, the the telecast last night sort of gave me. Um, it, it sort of made me do a double take. Like, do I really want to be listening to uh, the Golden Globes? Because there were so many surprises. We'll get to some of the, you know, more surprising oh. ones from uh, the world of film. Film category, yes. But, but I just wonder. And then when you consider that it was like 90 people who um, are, are basically the ones responsible, it also... Here's what I would be curious to know. And maybe you know a little bit more about the mechanics of how the uh, this particular awards... Um, program is put together, but I would be curious to know like how close the voting is. Is it simply just a majority wins the award? I would assume so, but I'm not 100% sure how their voting works, but I think it's, like, I don't think they have like ranked choice voting. I think it's just a majority. Because, sim- to, because they are international journalists, a lot of times it's foreign shows or foreign actors, like, um, you know, Kelly Eve is on the BBC, Richard Madden from Bodyguard, that's a British show. You know, as well. So I think that plays into it as well. Yeah. So just simply what they're probably inclined to be watching and and consuming, anyways, in the world of television. So we're talking to Paul. Yeah, totally. Well, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes from Pulse Trip to the Movies about TV winners from Golden Globes uh, last night. And a lot of people happy to see the Americans win Best TV Drama Series. That show wrapped up earlier uh, in 2018. And Paul, do you think that this was well deserved? It is well-deserved. I mean, it's a, you know, FX is really cranking out great programming. Mac and Reese and Carrie Russell always have been doing phenomenal work on that show, and it's a show that kind of built through word of mouth. You know, it was on for, like, six or seven seasons, and people finally started watching it within the last two. And it's kind of a good wrap-up of, like, there was a, this was a really great show that people only caught on late on, so we want to reward it with best dramas that more people go and watch us. Did you think it was surprising at all? I mean, obviously, everybody loves Sandra Oh, and I've heard great things about Killing Eve, but that they didn't give the award to Carrie Russell? I kind of thought she would get it. Either she would get it or Matthew Reese would. Um, but maybe with Sandra Oh being the host as well, that it was an easy in for her. And it kind of proved that she's kind of back from her old Grey's Anatomy days to like having a really strong, another really great character from her. Yeah, in terms of like uh, things sort of like uh, everybody bubbling about them and talking about like Killing Eve, I feel like I need to watch that show immediately because yes. I hear nothing but great yeah. things about it. I will say that I think one of the surprises who I think thought was going to win was actually Amy Adams for Sharp Objects. That's who Patricia Arquette beat, but I think everyone had the money on Amy Adams. She was a double nominee last night and went, went home empty-handed. Oh. Well, hey, Paul, stick around. We're going to have uh, another conversation with you in the next hour. 
And I mean, yeah, don't yeah, you don't have to I'm like ready. stick around. <laughs> you like, can go for and the do next something. Hour. For go the do next something hour, yeah. and have fun. And when we come <laughs> when we come back in the next hour, we'll talk to you about the Golden Globes uh, movie awards. How about that? Fabulous. Babe or bitch? That's the question. We'll find out why we're asking it in just a moment here on My Talk 1071. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back with us uh, soon. And uh, here's the thing. So one of the viral moments from last night was, uh, should we call, should we even call these normally during this segment? We do uh, D-bags. Should we call this a D-bag? Yeah, we should call the story a D-bag. All right. Well, let's start then with uh, our D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Golden Globe Edition. Yeah, so there were some D-bags last night. And this particular D-bag I would like to share with you has a name. And it's Chrissy Metz. Oh! oh. We think. Maybe? I uh, don't know. Well, you decide. You so, spot the D-bag. By now you've probably heard the story. Did Chrissy Metz use the B-word to describe Alison Brie? Well, here's the evidence. Should we play it? Yes. There's a little clip of audio. Were you able to find yes, it? Yes, I do have it potted up right here. Here so it is. Here, but, uh, before you play yes. it, I just want to set it up for those of you listening. You're going to hear her on the red carpet, and then they're going to cut away, uh, but the mic is still live, so uh, you'll hear the conversation continue, and then somebody else will talk, but pay attention to whether you think Chrissy Metz refers to Allison Brie as the bitch mm-hmm. or the bieb. All right, here it is. Uh, okay, so okay, it's either we, bitch or babe. This no. is the first Yanni. Can or... we play that again? Now listen very carefully to the tone of Chrissy Metz when she's asked about <laughs> Allison Brie, and then listen to the clip in its complete in in in, uh, in its entirety. Excuse me. Let's listen again. All right. He totally calls her a bitch. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. (laughs) Listen to the way that Chrissy Metz's tone shifts at the mention of Alison Brie being at the other end of that carpet. Now, I will say that um, the two have since spoken on this particular issue, and neither of them is sort of uh, taking the bitchy way out. They're all sort of, you know, loving all up on each other. Um, Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's great. It's fine. No, and and really, she said, you know, Allison Brie tweeted first saying like, or I think it was on her Instagram or Twitter. I don't know. Anyway, um, she was like, nothing but love for Chrissy Metz. Rumors can't keep us down, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, this is not, there's nothing to see here. And then um, Chrissy Metz, of course, is like, it's unfortunate that anyone would, th- here's the tweet. It's terribly unfortunate anyone would think, much less run a story that was completely fabricated. I adore Allison and would never say a bad word about her or anyone. I sure hope she knows my heart. Oh, please, Chrissy. We all okay. heard the tape. Thank First you. of all, or anyone. Let's play the tape one more time. Yeah. And here's to Holly's point. Here's what I want you to pay attention to. It's the context and what else is being said by the people there's and and what you don't see is they go, oh, we have her on the red carpet. And she's like. Oh, and then they pan to where they are on the carpet. And that's Mm. when you hear them sort of do the cleanup. Let's have a listen. Who or whoever. I'm just kidding. And then you hear Chrissy 
you know, say she's such a bitch. There is no doubt in my mind. No, no doubt. 100%. There's doubt in mine. Oh, but really? There okay. is. There is because it kind of cuts out at the end a little bit. But now with the context of, oh, do I? And then just like that silence, that fill, that that puts it in your corner, I think. That's more telling than the actual, you know, word that's being uh, debated. But it cuts out. But she's so nice. She's on This Is Us. But also, listen uh, that to doesn't the, mean anything. Listen Lindsay. to the woman who's on the red carpet with them and how she talks about it. Uh, Should we listen to it again? Let's do it one oh more time. God. If you're just joining <laughs> yeah. us, by the way, we're yeah. doing our D bag segment mm-hmm. post Golden Globes. Chrissy Metz is the first D bag. If you believe that she called Allison Brie a bitch on the red carpet off uh, off camera on a hot mic, again, listen to the words that arrive before Chrissy Metz says anything. All right. Oh, it, it, I mean, no, let's somebody no. on the other end you know there's no, no doubt in my no. mind no doubt whatsoever now here's the evidence again Lindsay, re-listening to that clip is that at the mention of allison Bree's name chrissy metz takes a decided calculated pause she doesn't like allison Bree, but she doesn't know what to say about it so then ultimately she leaves and she does the thing well jk just joking and then trails off when she doesn't think her mic is on and voices her true opinion about allison Bree. look if chrissy metz doesn't like allison Bree for whatever reason then that's her opinion to have but then to deny that it didn't happen. But I think that Chrissy Metz's people and Allison Bree's people were like, look, you got to nip this in the bud. You got to Barney Fife this. Otherwise, this is going to get real out of hand real fast. I, you know what I just think is like the, the, the tell is in her tweet. I would never say this about anyone. I mean, I'm sorry. Ever. I've called people a bitch in my life. Yeah. People we, I love and adore. Mm-hmm. You call your best friends bitches all the time yeah. because yeah. you love and adore them. Right. Yes. Heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've mm. called people things that I would be embarrassed to admit that I've called them, but I would own it because it's human. Even because if you're on Golden Globes red carpet, even if with you're on e Go- even more so, you go, yeah. well, I guess I'm in the, you know, like, <laughs> yes. Because I think if I were Allison Bree, I'd be like, okay, well, let's talk about why you think I'm a bitch. I yes. think this could have been a teachable moment. Also, a teachable moment. It could have been. That's a very I, fair point. I, I just, I need to know. Like, what's the backstory there? Mm-hmm. Like, what led to her calling her a bitch? Dave Franco. That's the backstory. That what? is Alice no. Bree's husband. Yes, Dave, Dave Franco. Think? No, I oh. don't, but well, I'm just speculating. But here's the thing, Lindsay. Dave Franco is He's the pretty. brother of James Franco, mm-hmm. who was notably absent from last night's Golden Globe ceremony after winning Best Actor in a Comedy last oh, year for true. The Disaster Artist. And now normally last year's winners hand out the awards for the new year. Hmm. James Franco did not do that. Well, the reason why is there are a lot of accusations trailing James Franco. I'm just saying, I'm going off on a tangent, just saying that I've heard rumors. Is that still is that still hot, though? Like, I remember yeah. when they first started kind of creeping out and that he was starting to get, you know, obviously a little unsteady. And if they're true, they, they should come out. Well, there are rumors about James Franco in his acting school. But what I'm saying is that I've read on... The World Wide Web. It's a great place. So it's, it's really, so it re- really catching on that both Chrissy Metz and Allison Brie are maybe not the most delightful human beings on the planet, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. They're just human beings. But this beings. is the thing that's They're so frustrating, human. and I have, I have had it up to here with celebrities. And, and Holly, I'm going to make time <laughs> had it up to for you to talk about your D-bag uh, at some other point because I just want to make That's fine. Point. Let's do it. I have had it up to here with celebrities acting like they're not human beings, just like you and I, who say inappropriate things, who make mistakes, who aren't always like I've been watching a lot of celebrity interviews. And one of um, and a lot of them are from the UK because I just think 
Hello. But British people are so much better at asking like actual questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the criticisms that a particular interviewer was talking about with American celebrities is that they don't answer anything. They are not real. There is nothing like they don't want you to talk about this. You can't talk about that. They don't want to like they're just That's stiff, fair. wooden and totally pre-programmed to mm-hmm. talk about whatever talking points their producers have you know, given them for a particular movie project. And this, this is just the perfect example of that. You want me to believe that Chrissy Metz is a perfect human being who never calls other human beings, uh, you know, a relatively um, tame, tame mm-hmm. four letter or five yeah. letter word. Mm-hmm. And it's OK. If you don't care for that person, then you don't care for that person. Yeah, that's but own qu- it. That's quite all right. When you get called on the carpet, you own it. Yes. Yeah. And to be fair, there is no definitive answer to this. It is the Yanni Laurel thing. Now, there are people who are in the camp that they hear babe. And then there are people like us who hear the other word. So really, ultimately, they're saying that I didn't they didn't say that. So you can take them for their word. But at the same time, to your point, Bradley, all of this seems like it's very constructed to perhaps stop controversy. And then putting the onus on us, shame on us for thinking that I would say otherwise. Shame you know? on you for well, thinking yeah, that. Shame of on us. You. Well, no, yeah. I, I think there is a, a little bit of a tone of that. Where mm-hmm. shame on you for thinking that uh, you heard this bad word, and shame on you for trying to cause this rift between us that doesn't necessarily exist. So. I will say, Twitter hates us right yeah. now for having yeah. this opinion. Sh- so. And that's, and so that's Love okay. me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. We'll just you can call us bitches. It's okay. We will yeah. still be your friends. Yep. Of course. Um, of thank, course. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, when we come back, we've been handing out awards all day post Golden Globes. We're handing out our own version of awards. We call them Rusty Cobras. And when we come back, oof, we're handing out a thirst trap award. We'll tell you who receives the outstanding achievement in thirst trapping right here. On my talk 1071. Who is the thirstiest thirst trapper at the Golden Globes 2019? Well, we're about to tell you in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts, and we've been handing out awards all day. We've given so far a Rusty Cobra. That's our awards for the awards uh, for Windbag of the Year. We also gave a Rusty Cobra for Hottest Mess. Well, we got another one, another Rusty Cobra. Do you want me to play the open? Just I to do. do it? All right, great. Mm. It's the Rusty Cobras, where Colleen and Bradley give out awards for awards. Here's Team Cobra. Yes. yes. Hi. It's so good to see you, Holly. You look great. Mm, we have so. Oh. Oh, babe. What? Oh, that's okay. I love you, Bradley, and I know that you would never say I anything. I would never mean say anything. Anybody. I would never call you a bitch. Never. Bitch. Okay, so here's the next award we're handing out. Uh, Sorry, I'm speechless. Well, that's okay, because I'll talk for you. you. We've been handing out Rusty Cobras all afternoon, and our next category, Bradley. That's kind of offensive, right? Handing out a Rusty Cobra? (laughs) Anyone? No? Okay. Will you be here all night? Who's our next Rusty Cobra? Our next category in the Rusty Cobra Awards, Bradley, is Outstanding Achievement in Thirst Trapping. The Rusty Cobra. <laughs> I, I did something like that once. For outstanding achievement in thirst trapping, goes to the Fiji, the Fiji Water, Water Lady. Yeah, so that's the lady that was carrying around the Fiji water on the red carpet. Talk about a thirst trap, literally and figuratively. She was thirsty on the red carpet for attention and got it. Her name, oh, we know it. We Do know. We? Uh, we and know. just wait for this. 
Her name is Kelleth Culbert. Can you spell the first name, please? Origin. K-E-L-L-E-T-H Culbert. Origin of the word, please. Origin. Beautiful lady on red carpet holding <laughs> bottles of water for celebrities to drink oh, from. So she was legitimately Kelleth Cuthbert last night at the Golden Globe Awards was carrying a clear tray of strategically placed bottles of Fiji water to hydrate the celebrities walking down the red carpet because it is such a strenuous experience. Well, and the reason we you know gave her this thirst trap award is because when you see the photos, she knows exactly what she's doing. She is a consummate professional. She's looking directly into the camera, even though she's off camera. She's, you know, but the camera still catches her and she just turns and looks like, I know there's a celebrity there, but I want you to see me with my water. And she does a great job, does she not, Holly? She does a 10,000-yard stare directly into the camera. She does such a good job, Bradley, that I first saw uh, Kellis Cuthbert, the Fiji water girl, on the red carpet. And I was like, that's photoshopped. Somebody put that right? in there. It does look like a meme. It looks like a meme. It looks like maybe there was one photograph of her and she accidentally got into the background no, of a photograph. Everywhere. She's literally everywhere. She's on behind the Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, a whole variety of actors and Judith actresses. Light, she's even photobombing. Oh my God, the I love Judith it. Light. Also, can I just tell you? Please. Kellith Culbert. Uh, we're friends on Twitter. And I what? almost got her on the show. <laughs> mm. Well, almost. Almost got Why her on not? the show. Fingers crossed that she'll join us later this week. But here's the thing. I um, was able to get a hold of her and said, you know, something to the effect of, hey, we want to talk to you. Join us. And this is what she said. Join us. Oh, please. I'm actually crazy busy all day, as I'm sure you can understand. But we will do it very soon if that suits. <laughs> Oh, that that was a very diplomatic way of saying, I ain't got time for you because Ellen is on the phone. Yeah, exactly. I don't have time for you boobs over in Minnesota. I'm very busy naturally because I'm actually crazy busy all day, as I'm sure you can understand. But we will do it very soon if that suits. I think actually her Twitter account is uh, she's like shut it down unless you're friends with her. Oh, because she had so many yay who's asking for friend requests. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was the precipitating factor because some, you know, like that's what she needs in her life. Must be nice. Colleen Bradley. But um, anyway, if we can make that interview happen later in the week, because here's all I want to know. I don't want to know things like, tell us about yourself, Kelly (laughs) Calibrant. I want to know, like, did you, was that intentional? We want to understand how she set the thirst trap. And like (laughs) most things, I'm curious. I want to know... What has life been like in the intervening hours? Especially with a name oh, like Kelleth. Yeah. Oh, of what course. has your life been? Bradley, that's such a fantastic point. So you set the thirst trap for viral media stardom. You've achieved that. Now what? Like, do you have any television offers What's on the left? table? Because you know how this stuff works. And barring some sort of uh, financial shenanigans or criminal uh, trespasses from her past, mm. I, I, I think, like, she's going to be on a show somewhere. In fact, I was like, you know, tune in this fall on Hulu when Kellith Culbert hosts Carpet Bombing. What? You know, um, <laughs> like a new series on Hulu. Because literally, you Carpet know... bombing is brilliant. Like, you you could totally have some sort of mini-series or somebody's going to do something with this and it will end up on our big screens. That's the pers- that's the journey I'm uh, that I want to know more about. So if we get to talk to her, that's the kind of stuff I want to know. That's fantastic. Well, I hope that she clears time in her schedule to talk to us later this week. Here's what we also need to clear our schedule for to talk about today. We talked about, or we gave an award for thirst trapping. People who use something themselves uh to get our attention right yeah, exactly People outstanding who are thirsty for attention mm-hmm. well 
Speaking of thirst for attention, can we talk about all the boobs from last night, please? Another. It's actually a tie for Outstanding Achievement in Thirst Trapping. Another winner would be... Boobs and cleavage. Ta-da! And decolletage. Yes. All chestal regions on display for female actresses last night. Seriously, how many stories or how many people could you, like, off the top of your head, tell me whose boobs you want to talk about? Because I guarantee you, <laughs> we could do boobs? this for a full segment. We absolutely could. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of boobs in here talking about boobs yeah. on the red carpet, on display, full display. Do you like Do you like them high and close to the well, face? Well, do you like them in that separated? Regard, in that regard, you had Patricia Arquette yep. and you had, um, oh gosh, uh, I already forgot her name. I'm so bad Show, at recall. Movie. Um, two two seven. Oh, Regina King. Regina King. Um, so Regina King and Patricia Arquette both had the like push up situation yes, and lift it. Push and lift, and lift and full. push. But then it, that wasn't it. You had a lot of those, but then you also had a ton of the like deep V cleavage situation. Deep V. Yes. Cleavage. Like super deep V, <laughs> super cleavagey. Yes. And like. I just had this moment, Holly, yesterday where I was like, there's something so bizarre about the world we live in where we are championing the rights of women to be treated as equal human beings. And yet, and look, I'm not saying a woman shouldn't show her boobs. I mean, I don't care if they were topless. I think if a woman wants to be topless, take them out. I, I get to be topless uh, every day when I go to the gym, Lucky. I take my shirt off, right? Because it's hot and I I want to just take my shirt off. Women don't have that luxury. The movement's called Free the Nipple Bradley. I'm not here, to, do, I'm not here to tell women what to do because I'm a man. However, it is weird to me that in 2019, there was so much attention to cleavage and boobage yeah. that just distracts from like... Like you don't see men with cleavage, right? Like I'd be... I guess it's not that I want to see less cleavage... There's no cleavage parody on the male side of things. No one's wearing a deep V t-shirt is what you're saying, Bradley. There's nothing. There's not like, you know, a butt crack or cheek butt crack. Chaps yeah. on the red or, carpet for men. Or as we call it, the Apollo's belt that, you know, those, oh, yeah. those deep V's down right. there. Why are men not wearing v? crop tops on the red carpet? Yes. yes, exactly. Just as there is a boob for all season for ladies, there should be... An equivalent for men. Now, I will say on the red carpet that uh, there was a lot of different colored jackets and other things. But at the same time, why are you all covered up? And then she over here is showing the deep canyons <laughs> that flow down the yeah. middle of the chestal yeah. region. And I, you know, I think it's, again, if it was a mix, yes, I would say... It's a mix, and uh-huh. it's, you know, some women feel more comfortable wearing this. Of course. I feel like there were a lot of women on that red carpet that are not comfortable in what they're wearing, but they feel obligated to wear it because of Hollywood. Yeah. And as much as you could send me emails telling me how, you know, women get to, um, you know, again, I agree with all those things. I just think it's it's a little beyond, you know, just sort of happenstance. Here's that- the one thing that we can celebrate, though. All shapes all sizes mm-hmm. of boobs. Oh, that's true. We're setting thirst traps on the yeah. red carpet there last no, night. There was no boob discrimination. No. No. There so were much big thirst. ones. Little ones. Cover, cover them up, man. Why not? High ones, low ones, smushed yeah. ones. I just, I, I want male boob parody for 2020. That's <laughs> Thank where I'm you. going. I'll All vote right. that ticket. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we got another Rusty Cobra to hand out. Most interesting outfit? Oh, this should be interesting. 
Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.